Hey friends, welcome to Friday, July 29th, and we are into the last Sunday of this month, this weekend, and then starting into August on Monday. Looking forward to it. I hope you've had a great summer so far. We are in Psalm 55, and it's been good to be back this week. For me, each day has been to just step a little deeper into things. Um, yesterday was a lot of calendar planning and looking ahead and kind of getting my brain wrapped around all the things that are upcoming. A lot of uh, wonderful things and exciting opportunities should the Lord will for these things to come to pass. I'm excited about the future. Hope you are too. Then uh, I want to invite you Sunday to Emmanuel. If you live within driving distance, join us. We're continuing into John chapter 6. And if you have ever journeyed through a storm or if you are journeying through a storm, then you will be equipped and your perspective will be informed and shaped uh, and infused with strength and grace and hope. This Sunday, we're studying a great story. And so I hope you'll join us 9 or 1030 at Emmanuel or online at ebcnewington.com. Well, we are in Psalm 55, so join me there for just a few moments today as we wrap up our week. We've covered really the first paragraph of this psalm in which David is, uh, well, first of all, he's dealing with rebellion in his, in his kingdom. His son has risen up against him and created sort of a, a coup against him, sort of a hostile takeover. And it's been a growing thing. M many believe that David was still in Jerusalem when he wrote this psalm. He would eventually flee for safety and God would bring about victory. Uh, you can read all about these events in uh, 1 Samuel, no, I'm sorry, 2 Samuel 15 uh, through 17, roughly. Um, so this is later in David's, David's reign. So David is asking, he's going to God in prayer, which is a wise move when you're confused or perplexed. He's laying out his suffering and complaint before God. He's explaining his situation, asking God to sit with him and give him his perspective, attend unto me. He's describing fearfulness and trembling horror that's uh, overwhelmed him, the sense of being overwhelmed and his desire to escape. He just wants to get away from it. And that, that can, I didn't talk about this yesterday, but that can take really two forms. In one sense, we can, in a, in a healthy way, long for the refuge that we'll have eternally with the Lord in heaven, where all of these types of things will be done forever. But in the temporal sense, we can get this idea of escapism. I just want to get out of this. I want to get away from this. I want to live a life that doesn't have any responsibility or any concern or care. And obviously that's destructive. But David says in verse 8, I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. But sometimes God leads us. He meets us. We're going to see that on uh, Sunday, that God... Jesus sent his disciples into a storm and then met them there. And often that's what he has for us. He's carrying us through the storm. So now we come into the second part of the psalm where David is going to rehearse the evil that he's seeing unfolding in his city, uh, the grief to him that that is, and he's going to ask God to do something about it. So before we even read it, let's just establish this. We all um, are troubled, I would imagine, when we look at the world and we look at our country, we look at society around us as it's coming undone. And as evil men and seducers wax worse and worse, and as all of creation seems to um, continually in stronger and stronger ways defy the God of creation and really rush itself headlong towards the end of all things. 
when Jesus as judge and vindicator will come and will destroy evil. Okay, so we see and we feel very much like David would have felt as he sees the decline in his own city under his own reign. And so the first word of verse 9 is destroy. Um, David is praying that God will destroy the evil, um, the corruption, the uprising and rebellion, which is really against God. It's not just personal against David, against God. It is a good thing. It is a right thing to wish for, to hope for, to pray for the God's justice. It's a good thing. God's justice is a good, hopeful, wonderful thing. But only if you've been re, uh, redeemed, only if you've been rescued from that justice by the grace and the mercy and the saving work of Jesus Christ. So faith in Jesus is what brings us into refuge and safety um, so that we can then turn around from the safety of our salvation and say, God, bring justice. Now, as believers, we live in an age of grace. We live in what's called, what we call the New Testament church age. It is right before the end of all things, the final judgment, and this is the era. You say, what is, what's God waiting for? Long-suffering, patience. He is extending mercy and grace to humanity through you and me. We are the watchmen on the wall. We are the, uh, the voices of redemption and salvation and hope and mercy. Those that are seeking and wanting and longing for forgiveness. And we'll see some folks that have been recently saved through Emmanuel and are being baptized this Sunday, uh, just a couple days from now. So excited about that. But nearly every day, or if not every week, someone within our reach at Emmanuel is coming to Christ. That's why the delay. That's why the pause. So we're praying, really, it almost feels like a bipolar prayer or maybe a, a paradoxical prayer. God, uh, destroy, come back, redeem, uh, finish this, bring justice. But until God's time for that, and we trust his sovereignty and his providence in that, until that, we're here to say, be saved, trust in Christ, know him, grow in his grace, come into the family of believers where there's grace and mercy and spiritual growth and, uh, and grounding in truth. So there is a prayer for destruction, a prayer for justice and vengeance. Uh, but until then, we're praying for repentance. So let's read this. Destroy, O Lord, divide their tongues. For I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about it upon the walls thereof. Mischief also and sorrow are in the midst of it. This, this sounds like a profile of the United States of America in 2022. This sounds like a profile of many places on planet Earth. Day and night they go upon the walls. Mischief and sorrow in the midst. Violence and strife in the city. Verse 11, wickedness is in the midst thereof. Deceit, guile, depart not from her streets. Friend, we are living in these times, okay? And, and it has been this way since the fall. It will be this way till Jesus comes. Uh, we are living in the middle of this wickedness. There is a very existential, cosmic, comprehensive battle of evil against God, wickedness against goodness, um, Satan against Jesus. Now, Satan's a defeated foe. He has no territory. He has no uh, real, real world. It's all deception. He's, he's defeated. He's awaiting judgment. 
and the little uh, latitude he has is being tightly restrained and controlled. Otherwise, uh, there would be total chaos unfolding. Uh, God is restraining. God is bringing all of creation to its grand conclusion in his story for time. So David is uh, wisely putting vengeance, putting judgment, putting justice uh, in the hands of God. He's putting himself in the hands of God, and he's saying, God, I know that victory is in your care when you bring it, how you bring it, whether you bring it in, in, in my timeline. All of that is yours. So God, you destroy. But here's what I'm seeing. Here's what I'm experiencing. And my friend, I can't tell you how important this practice is. Every time you catch a news stream or you, you hear the tragic news of whatever, political, social, civil, societal, and, and your heart breaks or melts or is despairing within you. And that's often the case with, with those of us that track any kind of the storyline of, of, of planet Earth. What do we need to do? Bring that to God. God, this is what's happening. And we know you see it, but we can't wait we're eager. We're trusting you. We're resting in you. Uh, we know you're in control. So God, you destroy, you divide, you handle. These are your problems. You handle wickedness. Now, verse 12 turns a corner, and I don't really want to get into verse 12 going forward because it becomes personal, okay? David, in verse 9 through 11, is looking outward at societal decay in his city, okay, and rebellion against God. In verse 12 and 13 and 14, it gets real personal and very up close. So we're going to pause here for today, and I want to ch leave you with this challenge, my friend. You look outward, you're going to see a decaying society, but you look up and you're going to see and remember a sovereign God, okay? And we're going to see that more intimately and more powerfully on Sunday morning. So today... Let your heart rest in the justice, the eventual justice, and until then, the sovereign providence of the goodness of your God. He's with you. And so enjoy your Friday and Saturday. I hope to see you Sunday. And if not, we'll be back here on Monday.